Hello, and welcome to Wake Up With Marcy, a show of hope and inspiration. I'm grateful to share that I just celebrated seven years of sobriety on October 4th. And I also recently released my book, Chaos to Clarity, Seeing the Signs and Breaking the Cycles. And I'm so excited to share that Amazon has ranked my book number one in the 12-step program category. My book is my story of trauma and recovery with support and education weaved throughout to help you not only identify common signs and patterns in your life, but it also offers ways to break them. I have moved into a place of happiness and joy, and I want you to know that you can do the same. Please check out my book on amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com, and Goodreads. Now let's hear about my incredible guests. My first guest empowers us to protect our boundaries. Boundaries are so important, but do we really know what our boundaries are? Today, we learn what boundaries are and how to recognize them when your boundaries have been violated with Terry Cole, licensed psychotherapist, global relationship and empowerment expert, and the author of Boundary Boss. We then learn about the pet industry trends and products to keep our furry family members healthy, happy, and well-fed. We go to Las Vegas and SuperZoo Pet Retailers' largest event in North America and join Christine Johnson, pet trend expert. Lastly, we get educated. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and I thought it was so important we discuss curing granulomatous mastitis and the link to breast cancer with Tammy Burdick, author of Diagnosis Detective, Curing Granulomatous Mastitis, and breast surgical oncologist, Dr. McLean. Now let's meet my amazing guests and move towards a life of happiness. We are now going to talk about boundaries with Terry Cole. She is a New York-based licensed psychopist, relationship expert, and the author of Boundary Boss, the essential guide to talk true, be seen, and finally live free. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Me too, because boundaries, boundaries, <laughs> boundaries. A lot of people are like, what are even boundaries? So can you tell us? exactly really what boundaries are and what they aren't. Well, let's start with um, thinking about them as your own personal rules of engagement. Mm -hmm. So this is to let other people know what's okay with you and what's not okay with you. Now, your boundaries are made up of your preferences, your limits, and your deal breakers, like your non-negotiables. But it's not enough to just know them, which many people do not even know, their preferences, Mm -hmm. their limits, and their deal breakers but you have to be able to communicate them effectively, transparently, and readily. Right, right. So, okay, so now how do we recognize if our boundaries have been violated? What what do we do? Well, two questions. So let's start with how do you know? You will have a physical response. So there's all this wisdom in your body, that even if at the moment you can't say anything or you can't address what happened, when you think back on it, you know something happened because either you feel like you're frozen, you might go into fight, flight, freeze, fawn response. But even if you don't say anything, your body, maybe you get a constriction in your chest, you might get a pain in your head, you might have like an upset stomach. There's always some indication 
that something happened. And what I find a lot, because I've been teaching this for years, is that in the beginning, when people are starting to change their relationship to boundaries and becoming more literate with boundaries, they it takes longer to learn how to do it in the moment. Mm-hmm. Because the more you learn, the less threatening it becomes to talk true, as I say, to tell the truth about how you feel and what your preference is and what you want and what you don't want. Yeah. So in the beginning, if people are starting and they, you know, my clients would all feel bad, like, what's wrong with me? Well, why can't I do this? And I'm like, you can't do it because it's like a language that nobody taught you. So yeah, there's yeah. no reason to feel bad about it. Just get committed to learning that language. Yeah. And it's so important because I know my boundaries, my boundaries were violated this last weekend and I didn't say anything. And I kept thinking, well, they didn't mean to do it, or maybe I'm overreacting about it, but I did not feel good about it. And, and I've been thinking about a lot about it. Like, how do I discuss it? So it doesn't happen again. Yes. Well, two things that you're talking about. The first thing is super common, what you just shared, which uh-huh. I call it a bunch of different things, but it's either like the lies we tell ourselves Mm-hmm. unconsciously, right? To avoid conflict, um, mm-hmm. to not be you know, like a drama queen, to not, you know, those types of things. Yeah. yeah. But what it really does, if we look at the secondary game of sort of talking ourselves out of establishing a boundary or having a hard conversation, the secondary gain, which you can figure out by asking yourself, what do I get to not feel, not face, or not experience by not taking that action? And you get to stay comfortable. Even if you're comfortable in your anger or comfortable sort of feeling victimized, I don't mean you personally, I just mean in general, right? Yeah. We're we're used to it. We're like, oh yeah, that's just the way Bob is. Like, yeah, we're sort of judging the other person, but that is a self-sabotaging sort of mindset. And it's based in fear, of course, because if there was, if we didn't have a fear of the interaction, you would just say something at the Mm -hmm. time. But fear not, Marseille, because yeah. it is never too late, according to me, to go back and revisit. And in the beginning, when you're becoming more of a boundary boss, that's exactly what I'm teaching people to do, is to go back and say, oh, hey, um, Bob, I wanted to talk to you about what happened on Saturday. I've been thinking mm-hmm. about it, and I'd like to make a simple request that yeah. you don't interrupt me while I'm telling a story or that you don't reveal something to Betty that I asked you not to tell anyone or whatever the situation was. Right. And it can be as simple and as complicated as saying, I'd like to make a simple request. And then you put in there what you would like to have happen. Or you can say, in the future, I'd appreciate it if you would or if you would yeah. not. Because then we're giving them an option of respecting our boundary, yeah. because I don't always make the assumption when someone violates a boundary, depending on what the, how egregious it is, I don't always make the assumption that it's intentional, right? Right. But even if it's unintentional, what do we say? Like intent doesn't negate the impact. If right. it's something that hurt your feelings or offended you or made you mad, you have every right. And I yeah. feel like really an obligation to say something because what happens if we don't? is that we right. end up re- just collecting all of this resentment, like in that huge file cabinet yeah. that we have of like, yeah. another reason why Bob's an idiot, which yeah. isn't helpful for our relationship with Bob, you know? Right, exactly. And I think it comes back to that communication and and how to say it in the right way so you get the right response. 
And, and that's what I'm hearing you say and how you're saying it. It, it, It's, you're not offending the other person. You're just saying your truth. Yes, but here's the thing, Mars. We just mm-hmm. have to stay on our own side of the street, right? Bob might be super thin-skinned. You might say it perfectly, and you might still mm-hmm. be offended. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. If you have the courage to make your boundary request, request, then you have already been successful because that is where your self-esteem grows, your sense okay. of self, your strength. We, you know, once it's out of our mouth, of course, we'd like to work it out with the people that we really care about. But how the other person responds is not what makes your boundary successful. You saying it, establishing it, using words and having the courage to be like, hey, you know what matters? How I Mm -hmm. feel, what I think, what I want, and what I don't want. Those things matter. And that's what we are conveying when we Mm. have the courage to establish healthy boundaries. Oh my God. I love everything you're saying. So how can we find out more, more about this, about you? And obviously we'll learn so much in your book, Boundary Boss. I wish I had more time, but just thank you for sharing what you, what you have. So where can we find more? Um, You guys can find me at terrycole.com. You can get the book at boundarybossbook.com. And I'm also teaching a bootcamp which people can get to at terrycole.com forward slash BB 2022, an eight-week course walking you through the process and the step-by-step of becoming a boundary boss from a boundary disaster to a boundary master. I love, love, love it. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Mars. It's going to help me a lot too. Right on. After the break, we learn about pet industry trends and products with pet trend expert, Christine Johnson. I'm so excited about this next segment because we are going to learn about pet trends. And what are the pet industry trends and products to keep your furry family member healthy happy, and well-fed. Well, let's go to Las Vegas and SuperZoo Pet Retailers' largest event in North America and join pet trend expert, Christine Johnson. Thank you so much for having me. SuperZoo is the largest pet product marketplace in North America. This is the place where pet professionals come to find the latest, greatest products that you'll find in your pet store in the coming months. SuperZoo is hopping this year. We will be joined by over a thousand exhibitors. Uh, We have 900 debut products this year, uh, and we'll be joined by over 20,000 pet professionals. Uh, So we're really excited this year. We've got a lot to show you. There's a lot of interesting things going on in the pet wellness space right now to keep our pets happy and healthy. One of the products we have to show you is this uh, Lord Jameson line of pet treats. They are USDA certified organic, high quality plant-based treats for your pets. Uh, This in particular is their wellness collection, which is great for holistic healing. And speaking of keeping your pet healthy, over here we have a very exciting product. It's called the Din Beat Uno. This is an award-winning product at the show this year. It is a wearable health tracker. It wirelessly monitors your pet's vital signs and sends alerts to you or your vet if there's anything concerning going on. We think this is going to revolutionize veterinary care. We're seeing a lot of innovations on the show floor this year. Uh, Over here, I have the Cadet Pixie line, which is an example of smart technology being applied to the pet industry. This is a line of 
automatic cat feeders and water fountains. So you can preset it to automatically feed your cat. It'll send you a notification to your phone if you're getting low, so you never have to worry about it. It makes your life way easier, especially if you're on the go. Um, over here, we've got another example, which is the Leo's Lou 2. It is an automatic self-cleaning cat litter box. Uh, so it, again, it's using smart technology. It connects to your phone. It also connects to Alexa and to Google. Um, so you can know whatever you wanted to know about your cat using its facilities. And uh, you never have to worry about poop scooping again. To learn more about SuperZoo, visit superzoo.org. When we come back, we will learn all about granulomatous mastitis with breast surgical oncologist, Dr. McLean and author, Tammy Burdick. I will now speak with Tammy Burdick, author of Diagnosis Detective Curing Granulomatous Mastitis and Breast Surgical Oncologist, Dr. McLean. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Thank you for having us. <laughs> Did I say that right? You got it Granulomatous right. Granulomatous mastitis. Okay, so I'm going to refer to it as GM now, which you say is normal, correct? Yes. It's well okay, known. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. So let's talk about this. Um, Tammy, tell us a little bit about your story. You were diagnosed with GM and how did you contract it? How did you detect that you had this? Yes. So we would find out after seven months after my original diagnosis with GM that I actually Mm -hmm. contracted it um, through what we believe was contaminated water. Mm-hmm. I had flown out to a business trip not terribly long before my diagnosis. Um, and what we found out on that trip is probably where I contracted it. There was another gentleman on that trip who contracted an infection through his ankle the same way that I did through my breast. Mm-hmm. Um, however, being able to determine what the infection was, um, was very challenging and complicated. Um, we, I ended up doing a lot of research and found out that there was a gene sequencing test. And I presented, um, Dr. McLean with the test and asked her if we could run that test. And luckily without any hesitation, she's like, let's do it. And finally, after seven months, we got an answer that it was Corine bacterium crop and steady. The bacteria is mostly associated with an environmental um, influence, and it can be found in contaminated water, sewer, soil. So, Okay. So, Dr. McLean, will you tell us, educate us on exactly what this is and how does it present itself? So, granulomatous mastitis is a um, inflammatory response in the breast that um, often is caused by a bacteria, but the way it presents is different than um, how normally people get infections in their breast. It usually presents as a firm, painful mass that's increasing in size. So it doesn't present as straight out cellulitis where you just see redness and it doesn't present as a um, obvious abscess where there's a fluid collection that you can drain. Um, So often 
it's thought to be a breast cancer and Mm -hmm. um, people get very concerned about that. And it can look like it on imaging as well. The diagnosis is made um, by a biopsy uh, and the characteristic appearances, the granulomas that it it forms, thus the name, um, the characteristic appearance under the microscope. Okay. So let's say this presents itself. What does someone do? I mean, if they think it's breast cancer, are they going to to get imaging? Uh, what what is happening? Yes. Yeah, so, um, first of all, any woman who feels a mass in their breast needs to go get imaging and see a specialist about it. Um, so they um, so Tammy, if they can um, tolerate it, they'll get a mammogram. Sometimes these. Um, masses are too painful that they mm. can't tolerate a mammogram and we definitely get an ultrasound. And then um, based on the ultrasound results, um, the radiologists usually recommend a biopsy of it. Okay. So tell us, Tammy, what are we finding in your book? Diagnosis detective, yeah. curing granulum, granulomatis. Okay. Did I say that right? Mastitis. <laughs> granulomatous mastitis. Yeah. So my book is essentially like an operations and training manual for any patient or doctor. Um, But it can also be a great read for someone, say a husband or a friend um, that knows someone that was diagnosed with GM so that they can really better understand what the disease process does to us, both physically and emotionally. Um, It's a very private disease for many women. um, And there's not a lot of women who are very open, um, such as I was, to sharing the story. And in addition to my story in the book, I actually invited other women from my support group with the same disease to share their own experiences with the disease. So tell us about the support groups and how you are advocating for other women now. Yes. So the support group that I joined is actually where I came across the test that would ultimately basically save my life and cure me of the disease. And once Mm -hmm. I presented to Dr. McLean, um, the test that I had come across in the support group, that's when we went ahead and ordered it. And finally, after seven months of aspirations and abscesses, we finally had that answer. Um, And why I keep advocating is because we continually find in the support group the same ongoing frustrations that a lot of the patients are feeling dismissed or even medical gaslighted from their doctors. Um, Unfortunately, this disease is very underpracticed and still poorly understood in the medical community. And Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, the 2.4 on average per 100,000 population is growing day to day. And I would think probably Kelly would uh, agree to that. Now, let's, this is benign, right? But it can lead to breast cancer. Is that correct? There is a link? Yes. So while GM is considered a chronic inflammatory benign breast disease, so non-malignant, if that chronic inflammatory process continues and the GM fails to get resolved, that can potentially increase breast cancer risks. Unfortunately, for some women in my support group, we've proven that to be true. 
um, several women in the group um, ended up having mastectomies. And unfortunately, their pathology result after surgery resulted early stages of breast cancer. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And what's really crazy is another woman in the support group um, was actually diagnosed with GM after having a mastectomy. I, I just cannot even imagine. So where are we finding, I, I know through your book, you're offering so much information, but if someone is out there and they're going through this, like how can they do maybe their own research or because it is more uncommon and as you're saying, maybe not so much uh, discoverable because it's not common. How can people, women advocate for themselves? Yes. So I created kind of like my own list for advocacy. I call it the A-list advocacy. So first that's really ACT. It's educate yourself on the disease as much as you can. That may include doing some of your research and create a plan. What are you going to do? Which leads you to next assembling your A-team. And in my case, that was Dr. Kelly McLean, as well as a functional medicine practitioner. And that's personally what I, I would like to see change just in the medical community is more conventional um, medicine doctors teaming up with functional medicine doctors. Absolutely. So Dr. McLean, where are you? Where are you I'm located? At, I'm at the Christ Hospital in Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. And so if you're in New York, New Jersey, is there any specialized type of doctor they should be going to if maybe this is something they think, uh, you know, they, they are dealing with that, and they have not uh, found a diagnosis? So, um, so first of all, as Tammy mentioned, it's relatively uncommon. So 2.4 women in a hundred thousand will get it. So, um, even if you have a busy practice, you probably many um, physicians haven't seen a lot of the, um, people with this, mm -hmm. and I think that that's actually why the support groups and um, social media have been really helpful because there might not be a lot of people in your area, but if you can tap into all the people who have it, then you have a lot more resources and um, people available. So I highly recommend um, going to someone who is a breast specialist. So mm -hmm. someone who either has a fellowship in surgical oncology or um, breast oncology, breast surgery. Thank you both so much for sharing about this. And, you know, it's just so important that we get educated. We share the stories, we share the information, and this is how we help others because there's definitely others that are dealing with anything that we're dealing with. We're not alone. So it's our stories uh, that are helping others. So thank you, Tammy, for sharing your story and Dr. McLean for coming on and educating us. And if you're out there and this is something that seems that's happening to you, please reach out uh, to anyone that can help you find the support and also please check out Tammy's book, Diagnosis, Detective, Curing Granulomatous Mastitis. All right. Thank you, ladies, for coming on the show. Thanks Thank so much. You.
Thank you all so much for joining Wake Up with Marcy. What an awesome show. I want to thank my guests, Terry Cole, licensed psychotherapist, Christine Johnson, pet trend expert, and author Tammy Burdick and breast surgical oncologist, Dr. McLean. Please go to wakeupwithmarcy.com to find out more about my guest or watch the segments again. Tune in next week for more amazing stories and inspiration for the week. We all deserve a happier life and my guest will help to empower you to know it's possible, no matter your circumstances. Please remember to be kind to yourself, kind to others, and I'll see you next week. Tired of car clutter that has you searching all over for things? And when you hit the brakes, those things go flying? Hi, I'm Marcy Hopkins, and I was so tired of clutter and searching for things in my car. The car doors and the center console were a mess, and I wanted one spot to keep all of my things and have easy access to. That's why I created Car Essentials. Car Essentials is the perfect organizer for all of your car essentials. Car Essentials is essential for your car. It keeps your stuff in order and helps keep your car clean and organized. And with Car Essentials, you can now keep your private things private. Car Essentials' unique design is perfect for all of your essentials that you want to have at your fingertips. No more seat searching and hunting for disappearing items. Keep your items separated and easy to find in a secure place. No more pack center consoles and glove boxes and no more looking under your seats. Car Essentials is sturdy, adjustable, lightweight, and water resistant with a secure and unique design. Car Essentials comes with four mesh pockets and three removable dividers that is the optimum way to organize your essentials your way. It's mobile, so fill up your Car Essentials with your essentials. Car Essentials is great for any size auto, boat, RV, and it's even great to organize your home. Keep your car and your life in order with Car Essentials. Order yours today.